0: Hi, this is Big Talk, Michael Glab here, coming to you with my guest this week via Zoom. She is Tamara Lowenthal, the Executive Director of the Lotus Education and Arts Foundation, And guess what? It's happening again this year, Lotus Fest, as a matter of fact, starting today, Thursday, September 24th. We're doing Lotus Fest, Tamara. Yes, we are, Michael. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) It's going to be the damnedest Lotus Fest ever, is it not?
1: It sure is. This is not a scenario we ever envisioned. I don't think anyone ever envisioned it. And so how we are doing live events these days has just changed so much. It We can't do it in person, or for the most part, we can't do it in person. So, yes, it is going to be quite the event. But we're excited. We've got a lot planned.
0: Well, uh, it, normally you're busy for months and months and months uh, setting up hotel rooms, setting up uh, plane and train tickets, and all the rest. You've got to get people in town. There's so much to do to prepare for the Lotus Fest. I look back here and I noticed that Lotus Fest generally draws about 12,000 people every really single year. Yes. Okay, that's a lot to prepare, <laughs> but you're not doing that same stuff this year. What did you do?
1: So we're doing something so completely different. So starting with how we're bringing the artists, no, we're not bringing them to town, but For several of them, we wanted to pre-record them. So setting up what that meant, how they would announce that they are in Bloomington or they're in Bloomington um, emotionally for their performance, (laughs) even if they're not there alive, setting those up took a whole different kind of work. Then we also asked artists, um, so this is live streamed, but pre-recorded.
0: So Uh understanding
1: what that looks like has... It's partly the visioning of it, but then understanding what the back end looks like. So, for instance, normally when the artists are here, we're done. They're on the stage. We're not doing the sound. We have sound companies doing that. They're here. Now we have to work with a company to do the whole back end of what does it look like if you're live streaming? What are all the slides look like? What do you want to add to a video so that you can see who's the band playing? Because maybe someone just comes in in this moment. And there's not an MC telling you, Oh, this is the band that's playing or speaking in between. So, oh. so many back end pieces that we didn't even conceive of when we began.
0: And a lot of ways you're sort of winging it because it's the first time you're doing something like this.
1: It is. And we can say that people who are in the TV business, for instance, they know how to do a streaming because essentially that's what they're doing. They know how broadcast goes. We're not used to filming and doing the back of of filming. So really, for us, it's a whole new world of what does live streaming look like when you can't do an in-person event.
0: Lotus Fest this year, uh, today, Thursday, September 24th, through Sunday, September 27th, one single venue plus, am I right?
1: Kind of, yeah. So so the venue is the internet for the most part, correct. And how people access the internet, maybe they're watching on a computer, maybe they've got a smart TV and they're going to buzz the signal there so they can see it in as, as large as it would be on a stage or a movie screen. How people watch will be different. We have the Lotus Firebay Bay that we're using as our headquarters. So for the Thursday afternoon concert and the Sunday after, or the Thursday evening concert and the Sunday afternoon concert, we are going to do local bands live streaming. So yes, they're playing live at the time you're watching them. And then in, in the middle of sets, we'll also have a little bit of pre-recorded new artist live stream to kind of give a little bit of uh, world music taste to both those uh, concerts, the Thursday and the Sunday. On Friday and Saturday, which are usually our showcase nights, they will be. Our showcase nights again so we'll have nine acts each night some of them are new to lotus some of them are archived artist recordings that Katz and Dwayne busick have assisted us with they provided the content we asked all the artists would they participate they all gave us their their thumbs up that they would we'll intersperse those those nine artists with a little bit of video Uh, some local sponsors who've made videos showing they support lotus We'll have a dance act each night, somebody to get you up and dancing. So those showcase nights will be really fun, I think. And so we're promoting watch parties for those showcase nights. And then, so, so that, the firebase, the second venue. And then the third venue, our one live and in-person event is Lotus at the Switchyard.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. And, and, and so, so how can that be uh, an in-person event? Are you going to attract people who are going to come to this and take a chance?
1: So it's carefully, very carefully planned. We had to get permission from the Monroe County Health Department. Um, what we are doing is people are sitting with their units. Maybe it's their family, or maybe it's friends that have decided they're, they're in the same pod. We're calling them pods. They're six foot circles or nine foot diameter, diameter circles where people sit together. And then those pods are separated by about 10 feet. So there's really a lot of viewing space. If you've been to Switchyard Park, the new Switchyard Park, you know the main stage is huge, large enough right. for a symphony. And the, the lawn there has also got a lot of space. So people will be very spread out safely. They'll be required to wear masks to come in. And when they're sitting in their pods, except if they're eating food. But even then, they'll be no closer than 10 feet to the pe- people next to them. We will have PPE available. So if a person forgets a mask or their mask gets dirty, we'll have replacements and we'll have hand sanitizer. So we'll follow safety protocols for an outdoor event, keeping people separate, but together in their spaces. And we hope maybe it's not as many people as could come to a normal Lotus event, but at least it gives some people this opportunity to get outside, hear live music, feel the the hum of the bass, the thong of the bass, I should say, just feel the in-person power that music has, because that's what we're missing right now.
0: And even if they don't show up at the live event, people can watch the event.
1: Well, not Switchyard, not Uh during the weekend. Because it is a ticketed event, Uh that is one of the events. And again, we have to ticket it, because if we didn't ticket it, we we wouldn't know how to limit it. How do we know who can come and who cannot? So what we will do is we'll record that concert and sometime, maybe a month or two down the road, Katz is recording it, we'll be able to share it with the Lotus fans. But during the weekend, only people who have purchased the ticket can watch. Aha.
0: So that'll be just for a few hours at least, things will be semi-normal.
1: For a few hours, things will be semi-normal, yes. I was going to go back to the watch party concept because we have been in contact with other festivals who are also who have done things like this during the summer and the idea of a watch party you can either do it with friends in your yard uh having you make your deck a party spot for people that you socially um distance with or your own family but we also realized like your own
0: pod yeah make
1: your own pod yeah you can also Uh, do your watch party via Facebook, get your friends together. You're all on Facebook and you all click on the same watch party so that you and your friends can connect with each other while you're watching. And you can also just comment in your little small group of people. If you really like an artist, uh, if you want to know more about something or just you can visit with each other. So there is a way to to do a watch party on Facebook. And we actually have those instructions on our website, how to, to do a Facebook watch party if you're doing it with your friends on Facebook. So the big nights, Friday and Saturday, you can choose YouTube or you can choose Facebook to watch these the concerts. We have two different streams going.
0: Tell us what is that website?
1: That website is lotusfest.org. So lotusfestfest.org and we have some easy buttons for you to find the things you want to know. So you want to see the schedule. Great. You want to buy a pin so you can get into Thursday or Sunday because of Thursday and Sunday concerts, we have a, the pin gets you in. That's the mantra. And it's also, you purchase a souvenir, but you're also purchasing the link to the Thursday, Sunday concerts.
0: Uh-huh. As you know, uh, every year you can either buy a ticket for the whole weekend, or you can buy for individual nights and shows. All right. Can that be done this year and how?
1: Well, in a sense, yes, because since Friday and Saturday are free, the pin gets you into Thursday and Sunday. If you purchase the pin, you can also get into the Friday and Saturday. You're getting the whole weekend for $25. And if that's not a steal, I don't know what is. So, yes, Lotus at the Switch art right, is a separate event, but it is not part of the – the live streamed events in any case so we're just considering that a separate one now you were talking about how many events we have the thing we didn't mention is lotus in the meadow which is being presented in partnership with the indiana memorial union what is great about that is that they have an inflatable screen
0: what the heck is that
1: i don't even know but i'm gonna go see (laughs) So they have an inflatable screen and following our Thursday night live stream at 9.30 p.m. on Thursday on the inflatable screen, you're going to see an hour long concert by Nation Beat. Now, the unfortunate thing right now is that because they also must limit people, this is going to be in Dunn Meadow, you need to be a student in order to purchase access or a ticket. Uh-huh. But, But... I, I imagine there may be a little bit of room around the edges. Here's, here's the executive director saying, you might just want to walk by, see if it's full, see if you can see a little bit of Nation Beat, because Nation Beat is fantastic. And um, I'll just give you a hint. You'll see a little bit of Nation Beat in the Thursday night concert in, in our live stream. But being able to see an hour-long concert besides lotus at the switch art and besides our own local live streams that's the other full hour concert because for our friday and saturday nights we can't do a full hour of each artist because that would take us from you know three o'clock to midnight if yeah. every artist had an hour so we're doing sets that are anywhere from 15 minutes to 25 minutes during this three hour friday and saturday night show so it's almost as if you were going to a real Lotus, and you're in the tent and then you go, well, now I want to go to the church. Oh, now I want to go to the Busker Chumley Theater. You're having the experience of going, of, of feeling these different artists. You get a taste of everything. And you know, if there's someone who just doesn't float your boat, you can go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> go make a sandwich at home.
0: <laughs> Speaking about acts that will float our boats, uh, what who are the local artists that will be uh, featured this year.
1: So let me tell you, I, I'm so happy you asked that. So this evening, Thursday night, we're starting with Salam, who are a well-beloved uh, group who plays Iraqi and Persian music. So that's Dina's, Dina El-Safar and Tim Moore. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Brad Leftwich and the Humdingers. And the Humdingers, uh, great name, are... Long-time Bloomington, old-time musician. So Brad is married to Linda Higginbotham. So Brad and Linda and then Sam Bartlett and Abby Layden round out that quartet. So some great old-time music will be the second act on Thursday night. And then at Lotus at the Switchyard, we've got Craig Brenner playing his boogie-woogie piano. Then we've got Mariachi Perla del Medio Oeste, which is a mariachi group from IU. I heard them last year opening for another uh, group, another mariachi group. I'm trying to think of the name, a uh, uh, all-female mariachi band. But they were so great, so great. And then on Sunday, we've got a new artist for us, but not a new artist. His name is Joshua Thompson. He's mm-hmm. a pianist, and he celebrates the music of... African-American composers from the 20th century. So he's really been doing a, he did a deep dive. He he says in his own bio that he grew up playing classical music. And of course he was playing classical music that, that everyone has heard from, uh, from white masters of the 17th, 18th, 19th centuries, because that is often what is considered classical. And then, and then as a grown pianist, he was exploring knowing there must have been African-American composers as well. And so he has done research and uh, found manuscripts. And so that will be his program. So we're really excited about him presenting that work. He'll be the opening act on Sunday. And then our closing act is the Krista Detour Band. And many of us know Krista. She's oh my golly, amazing singer and so much great original songs. So we're, we just think Sunday is a really nice nice bookend to, to the weekend because yeah. you know it's we used to call it the world spirit concert and then we just last year we changed to the closing concert because because you never know you just want a great artist that's what you want so we've got great artists on sunday that's seven local artists so i will say this year a focus on local artists has been what we're doing
0: i have to say that someone who has done a deep dive into finding uh, black classical composers, this is the perfect year for that.
1: I think it's really apropos for the times, but I'm also thinking that Lotus itself, we think we can do a better job of celebrating African American artists from every genre because while Lotus is known for its diversity, we bring artists from all over the world
0: yeah i think
1: i think it's important also to recognize the american artists that we have and so i personally feel that lotus can do a better job <coughs> excuse me of that of bringing african american artists to the lotus community and especially when we have a local artist who does that so well i'm grateful
0: I have to ask this, Tamara, and my guest this week is Tamara Lowenthal. She's the executive director of the Lotus Education and Arts Foundation. She and her gang are throwing the Lotus World Music and Arts Festival this year. It's still going on, even though we're under lockdown's uh, lock and key and so forth. But it's going to go on from this evening until Sunday afternoon. September 24th through September 27th how did you manage to get through this personally were you chewing your fingernails low these many months
1: <laughs> that's a that's such a good question because i think you ask almost anyone who is still working right now and everyone will have a slightly different answer i will say i've had anxious moments i can totally say that i've had moments of depression how wow. do we go forward here and, but those are i also say those are moments because for me pretty quickly i felt like we cannot let this stop us this is what we do so the real question is okay how how do we pivot you've heard that word, word a lot this year pivoting yeah. people changing yeah. tack to figure out what, what, of what they do, how can that be done differently? And I think part of what helped me get through this, and I'll say this is early on, I joined our booking consultant, Tom Fruge, who lives in New Mexico, turned me on to this North American presenters meeting that happened every week, still happens every week. And it's a group that's much broader than just people who run festivals or broader even than people who present world music. And attending those meetings every week really opened my eyes to what people in other parts of the country are doing and what people in other parts of the country are thinking. And then many things happened in May. We were already thinking, okay, we're moving in this direction. We're going to do something. What the festival looks like, we weren't completely sure. We did a visioning session. We asked some longtime donors and some former board members and people who love Lotus to come to a meeting. That was just to see if we did this, would you come? Or what ideas do you have? So for me, getting through this meant talking to people who were also going through similar things and hearing what their ideas were, how they were going forward to help us go forward. I will also say that we have a brand new staff at Lotus. So this has been a huge thing this year. In the beginning of the year, we brought on Mark Cheetah as operations manager and business manager. kind of two things going on there at once. We brought on Kathleen Clark Perez, who is our new marketing person. So they started in January. And then in May, we brought in a new outreach director. Her her actual title is uh, community and arts engagement director. Her name is Lydia Campbell Mayer. She started in May. We started with a new development person in May, and that's Katie Bethel. So I have a staff who had not experienced in their current roles this this experience of the job they're doing this year. So what I have been really impressed by and amazed is the flexibility of the staff to, to do this job. They understood what Lotus normally does. But we didn't even have lotus blossoms. We didn't even get the school program that we were going to do in April, in March and April. So everyone who came in understood that this is a different year and we're going to have to figure different ways to do this work. And so they've all been really, I was going to say, they've been good sports, but they've also been working really hard to make it successful.
0: These poor people, they start in new jobs and look what you throw them into. You you throw them into the fire.
1: (laughs) Into the fire. And I'll say that it is fire. You know, because we're doing this interview on Zoom. Yeah. Zoom allows you to connect at some level, but it is not the same as in person. So when you're trying to learn a new job over Zoom and... You have to ask every question because if you don't ask it, you might miss something. And right. I, I've, I will miss things in, in the telling because some things seem obvious to me, but that's because I've been here for, for years. Those are real challenges, but we have, we've weathered them together. And I think that we're all stronger for it right now. And I think when the things come back to live, will we be ready for them?
0: <laughs> you know, that's an interesting point you're making Uh, one of the first things you did when you became the new executive director back in May of 2019, one of the first things you did was essentially christen the new Rogers Street brick-and-mortar headquarters. Mm -hmm. And so supposedly, that was going to be the place where this, this beehive of activity, and now suddenly nobody can go there.
1: Yes, so true. And I think for us... Even Mark, when he came in, that was going to be part of his oversight, like get rentals and how we keep this place humming. So I think one thing we're really happy about is being able to film our local artists in that space on Thursday and Sunday, because people will at least get to see, oh, this is being filmed at the new Lotus Fire Bay. If I haven't had a chance to go there yet, I see the potential. I see the possibility. Oh, here it is. It looks great. That's, that's one thing that I think we'll look forward to sharing.
0: Now, that new headquarters is an old firehouse on uh, Rogers uh, Street. Is it all finished? It's all
1: finished, yes. And um, this week, we've gotten some lights up and some curtains up. We even put up the power pattern backdrop today, and it uh, looks great. We're ready to go.
0: On any normal day, not during Lotus Fest week, is anybody ever at the place these days?
1: Yes, even these days. So on a regular basis, Mark is there in the morning and I'm and he's there all day. I'm there in the afternoons. Lydia comes in a few days a week. Katie comes in at least one day a week. So everybody has at least some time in the office because you know I think for many of us just going to the office reminds us oh this is this is the place where it happens when it happens in its normal way. That reminder is kind of important to us. Um, it's not humming like usual, right? But it's it's still a place where we go for business.
0: Now you made allusion to this uh, a few moments ago. Uh, normally, there's all these different kinds of events that go on throughout the year, sponsored by the Lotus Education and Arts Foundation. But as you say, there wasn't lotus blossoms this year. You had a yodeling workshop last year. You had the Thai ensemble performance last year. Is that kind of thing still in the offing for hopefully, I got my fingers crossed here, next year?
1: You know, I think we're going to plan a hybrid for next year because we already get a sense that if there is not a vaccine, that what we'll be able to do in person will still be limited. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of being clear eyed about that. But if there's any possibility for doing something live with an artist, we will do that. So, yeah, I think we're looking at the at the spring as possibly some kind of hybrid model. One thing I would like to do is do a subscription series, hiring some artists, because another thing that we're very committed to that I feel as if we may not have done that well, uh, we want to make sure that artists keep getting employment. And that's part of what hiring local artists was for this this year. Think of all the people who are part of the artist food chain, the lighting designers, the sound guys, the, the, (laughs) you name it. There's so many people, but the artists of course, are the backbone of this industry. And if we don't find ways to hire them and promote their music through our organization, then we're missing this major part of our mission. So we still want it to be about global music, but how we do that is as soon as the festival is over, we'll be going into looking at how we can do that for, especially for the winter when we're inside and we can't have even a socially distanced concert outside.
0: Lotus Fest begins this evening, runs through Sunday afternoon. Uh, My math uh, skills fail me right now, but this thing has been going on since 1994 however many years that is 27th annual 27th yep hey you're quicker than I am or do you have your calculator there (laughs) (laughs) anyway again how do people access this
1: go to lotusfest.org and you will see everything right there tabs for everything
0: make it easy and you don't need any elaborate, huge, uh, gigantic speakers or this or that. You can do it on your phone.
1: You can do it on your phone, but a lot nicer on a larger screen because you want to see those artists big in front of you.
0: And I'm, I'm eager to find out what in the heck an inflatable screen is.
1: Yes. You'd have to <laughs> go to IMU on tonight.
0: <laughs> any acts that you're particularly looking forward to?
1: Okay, so i got to say this. I'm very excited about all the local acts because yeah. seeing them in person is huge. But a couple of the new bands that I saw last fall in Finland, Akden Guangchil, they're from South Korea, are so fabulous. And I hope everybody checks in to see them. They're the first act on Saturday night. And then I'm also really in love with a group called Tulatar. They are Finnish. Four women who sing and beatbox and move on stage who are just amazing and I hope they're on uh, Friday night. I hope that people see these two acts. I mean, there's so much great stuff. I'm a salsa dancer so there's an archive set by Ricardo Lemvo that is just so, so energetic and so it just makes my heart feel good. Those are some acts but really there's so much good stuff that Anything I don't say, I still love them.
0: Tamara Lowenthal is the executive director of the Lotus Education and Arts Foundation. I thank you for being on Big Talk.
1: Thank you, Michael.